tuned in to Moron Farming, a podcast. At Moron Farming, we learn from our stupid mistakes so you don't have to. I'm your host, Faramaris Hidaji, M.D. All right, I'm here with the famous Luther Powers, and Luther has been a friend for a while, and um, we are going to talk today about some of the misadventures that he and I have had on the farm and what we've learned from them. So I asked Luther, gave him a minute before we got on the air here to talk about, to th- think about some of the things that he has happened to him at the farm. And he has, I think, a, a story in mind that we're going to start with. So Luther, without further ado, Luther Powers, hit us. Well, the first dumb thing I did out there was uh, I'd never been around a septic system before and you know, everybody kept telling me, look, I know it's illegal, but you need to put an overflow drain in the top of your septic tank. I said, okay, no big deal. So here I got a backhoe, so I start digging, and I got 700 feet to go to put a septic tank line at the overflow. They put 600 feet out front, and they said, that's plenty, but you need an overflow. So I start digging, and everything went great for a couple of days and I get back in the woods and I'm probably 10 feet down by then and I'm digging me a two foot wide ditch and I'll jump down in there and put 10 feet of pipe make sure it's falling and everything then I would cover part of that up and I'd keep going and I got further back in the woods and the ground started getting kind of soft so I started trying to widen my ditch out a little bit and it caved in on me when I'm down there putting a the pipe in and got me about halfway up on my waist. <laughs> <laughs> Scared me to death. <laughs> Here I come digging myself out, left my shoes, my four-foot level. <laughs> I think I even came out of my pants. <laughs> so uh, I finally got up, and uh, <clears throat> it scared me so bad I wouldn't go back for a couple of days. <laughs> So you were an overflow. What is an overflow? Maybe explain well, at, that to at us. At the top of your uh, septic tank, it's so like if you get in a whole bunch of rain, because my, my land's pretty low, and uh, it just won't let your septic tank fill all the way up to the very top. You know, it starts running the water off. The ah, top. okay, not, okay. Not another sludge, just the, you know, I'm talking about four inches down on the top. Yeah, yeah. So I get that back there, and it took me two or three days before I'd go back. <laughs> so my two-foot ditch wound up back there. I went about six feet wide. <laughs> so it wouldn't cave in on you. So it wouldn't cave How in. How deep was this ditch? Uh, by the time I got back there, I'm, you know, four feet over my head. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you thought you were going to bury yourself. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> And now I know why I see all these people when they're working on the side of the road, running these lines. They got this big steel cage they sit down in. Ah, okay. So it doesn't cave in on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I finally got it all done and covered up. And, you know, I I don't know if I would try that project again. (laughs) I'm glad it's in there. And it worked great. Yeah. I mean, I don't hardly ever use it, you know, because... the thing drains really well, but <laughs> yeah. So that's like when they do uh, when they put a I've seen and put a septic system in. Where they'll we'll take those feed lines out, right? And it, and it distributes it in your yard. That's what you're talking about. It, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they did all that in the front yard. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, they told me I needed an overflow, 
the, well, the septic tank people didn't. All the neighbors said, man, you need to overflow. And so I did it and uh, almost killed me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, you know, I, I, my, all my, almost all my moron farming stories involve a, a trailer of some sort. You have, you've got a good trailer story by any chance? Uh, well, kind of, kind of, yeah. Uh, I learned you need some uh, feet on the back of your legs uh, on your ramps right there so the trailer don't stand straight up on you and pick the rear end of the truck up. Oh, <laughs> Lucky yeah. my land's kind of flat. I've done that and you go back and wear legs on the bottom of your ramp yeah, so it yeah, doesn't yeah. stand up on you. So even with your, your big truck, your one-ton pickup, it'll pick up the back of your truck? Oh, yeah. If you get right there on the back end, if you don't have uh, blocks or yeah. or, or let, I put legs on my ramp, so when I let the ramps down, you get back there, it holds mm. it up. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, I did that a couple of times on a couple of trailers. Yeah, so you've got legs welded on the back. Yeah. That's pretty smart. You know, just about foot and a half so uh-huh. down. So when you start backing up, those hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. With your skid steer or whatever yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's uh, one time I almost killed myself doing that. Load, <laughs> loading my tractor on and it took a ride. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was halfway on the trailer on my tractor, and it picked up the back of the truck and the whole rig started going downhill and yeah. ended up in a ravine and jackknifed and I jumped off of the tractor. Um, as it was moving and but the tractor stayed on the trailer somehow i'm not sure how that happened but it all ended up down at the bottom of the ravine and then i had to get all all of it back up and almost tore the bumper off my my truck <laughs> but but that was dumb enough after that happened to finish loading the truck yeah i pulled everything out of the ravine and and one by one and then i got back on yeah, i drove the tractor down there where i was trying to drive it which was really stupid i should have just stopped but um, you're exactly right that when you shift that much weight around, it can start moving things around. I was working, I've always worked construction, and we were working on the job, and the guy I worked for, he had a little small dozer and a little one-ton, well, it's about a two-ton truck. And the guy comes up there, and all these apartments are on pretty good slope. Mm-hmm. And the guy starts backing the dozer off, and he didn't scotch his wheels or there weren't any legs on that trailer, nothing. And here the hole, the dozer, the truck, and everything goes down through the parking lot in these apartments. And by the time it got stopped, there was 10 cars squished <laughs> together. <laughs> and a bunch of people mad. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not the only dumb one. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of us out there. Oh, there are a lot, yeah. So what about, uh, I know that you... you Pour concrete for a long time for a living. What? What? You got any good concrete stories? Maybe. Oh yeah, I've seen. <laughs> we could do this all day, couldn't we? <laughs> I've seen a little bit of all of it. Stuff uh, where they try to run the chutes out too far and they collapses and breaks in the middle. And we were doing this one job, and uh, I kept telling the welder, I said, "Man, you hadn't you hadn't got this thing strong enough." I said, uh, "Concrete's forty four hundred pounds a yard." Oh, I got it. I got it. I know what I'm doing. I've done this for 40 years. So I said, okay. So we start pouring, and it's a mezzanine, and it's in this mezzanine's up in the air. It's about 12, 15 feet up. And so we start pouring concrete, and the first 10 feet went pretty good. But after we got about 20 feet, 
the first 10 feet, I kept telling the guy it didn't have enough support, caved in mm -hmm. while we were pouring. And we couldn't stop pouring. I mean, <laughs> so they had a bunch of people down there trying to brace that up. And it went in a warehouse that had all kinds of parts down below it. <laughs> all the concrete went down in there. Yeah, and then once it's, you got what, like half an hour to get it out of there, right? Well, they did. I, you know, I had to keep doing my job. Yeah. And I kept telling the guy, I said, man, you don't, the welder, I, I don't know. Anyway, we got over there by the steps. We were probably halfway down the pool. And I kept telling the guy, of course, I was walking around with a level, making sure after that caved in, everything was right. And I kept saying, man, your steps are sinking. Oh, you're crazy, man. There's, there's, there's a beam right there. I said, okay. Uh, you go over there, here's a level. You want another two levels just to make sure? <laughs> and the steps had sunk about, I don't know, about an inch, maybe mm. an inch and a half. They were all sloped uh -huh. to, to the right-hand side. You mean after you poured the yeah, concrete? Yeah, all the concrete was up there. Yeah. And he was running around trying to find jacks and stuff to jack it up. And I, I said, I've got a 20-ton a jack in my truck you can use if you want to. But I don't have a four by four, six by six, and he runs to the store right quick and got him a six by six and jacked up the, huh. be the beam that was supposed to be strong enough. Ah. Oh, this is engineered and everything. It ain't gonna go wrong. So you you mean you're pouring concrete on up in the air? Up in the air. And and it the weight of the concrete pushed the floor out of level. Yeah. And what was holding the floor up? All these big steel beams and everything, and. Uh, he needed, they call them bar joists. He needed more of them closer together. He had them about uh, four feet apart, and he should have had them about two feet yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah, And so you have wood, you have a wood frame, a plywood or whatever, holding the concrete in? No, it's, we're pouring against uh, three walls, oh, concrete okay. block walls. And they came in, and we did all the footings. They came and put all these steel beams up mm -hmm. and all the steel trusses and everything. And then he had his bar joists about four feet apart, and he should have been two feet apart, mm -hmm. and everything started sinking. And so what holds the concrete in when you're pouring it in to the floor? It's a metal pan. Oh, a metal pan. Okay. You know. So I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. It's like tin roofing or whatever you want to say. Oh, okay. It's so it's real. It's thicker, and I it's understand. got ridges in it kind of hold it up. I understand. And that's screwed to the... the it's welded to the, to the steel. Welded. So... Yeah. It was a big fiasco, mm. and they spent yeah. two or three days at this warehouse cleaning, <laughs> cleaning all the mess up. Man, so yeah. once you pour that, it's in. It's, I mean, yeah, you, it, nothing you can do. You got, you have to tear it all out. A few hours to, yeah, you know, get it right. Yeah, and that's a, <laughs> that was a real fiasco. Wow. So you have in your time, you have built how many houses? Oh man, I don't know. Thousands and thousands of thousands. driveways. Yeah. Uh, most of my stuff was all the high-end stuff, all the real pretty different rocks, mm. different colors, different, you know, stamp stuff mm -hmm. and everything like that. So well, your specialty was driveways? I, that's what I liked. That yeah. was quicker money, you know. You get in and tear the driveway out. I was set up with dump trucks and, you know, all the air hammers on skid steers and oh, stuff. Oh, so you do it start to finish. You oh, yeah, take out yeah. the old driveway, put the, the forms in and, and right. pour the concrete. Yeah. And uh, boy, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
But it was it was good living hard. Mm. You know, should have been a doctor or something. Mama, oh. kept, Mama kept telling me that. <laughs> so what? Um, you, but you built your own house, right? You built, oh yeah, I the, built several houses. Several houses that you've lived in yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, built one at the lake. It's kind of extreme, but mm-hmm. the Pickwick Lake, the, yeah. the newest one. The newest. One, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of time. I saw I, the last time I remember being there was you were digging out. I guess I was there after that, but I remember I went there one time and you were just digging the foundation out. Right. With the skid steer. On, skid on, steer. On the side of a hill. I wore yeah. I wore my backhoe out digging it because it's just solid rock. And that was almost another mistake. Uh, yeah. Working on that hill and I was trying to dig and put the dirt over here to the right and try to keep me a flat pad. And I swung out one time a little too far, and the backhoe went almost over and down the hill. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I caught it with the backhoe. It's yeah. lucky. Yeah. But, you know, it took me a minute to get back. <laughs> that takes your nerves away yeah, for a little while. Yeah, I, I've been there a couple times of mine when I'm, because everything is steep where my land is. And yeah. there's those times when you, some somehow you make the right move, but you don't know how yeah. you do it. Like yeah. it doesn't, you don't have time to stop and think about it. Yeah. And it was, gosh, it's 40 feet drop yeah. from the front to the back of the house. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and even pouring the concrete was hard there. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, excavators can go bad really fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You learn pretty quick, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mistakes teach you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we just keep hearing about people having tractor accidents and oh. man, just a lady up the street had her John Deere rolled over on her. Almost killed her, but she, I, you know, I guess the if you're around to tell a story, it probably went pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my grandfather had one of those old three wheel tractors, mm-hmm. and uh, one of his guys rolled it over and it killed him. And uh, he would not move the tractor; he left it in the field for as long as I could remember. Oh yeah, just didn't want to touch the tractor. Uh, he just left it laying there. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a tough. It's a often a lonely and tough profession being a farmer out there because you know, before cell phones i mean you just oh yeah my, my dad had an old uh, russian tractor i can't remember the brand but he was very proud of it and he he rolled it one time he was out there by himself on, at, in middleton and he was hanging upside down with diesel fuel pouring on him from his seatbelt. you know he finally managed to undo his seatbelt and climb out but the tractor was upside down um but he he made that he made he survived that yeah, I'm always one of those ones that doesn't use the seatbelt. I'll snap it behind me yeah. so it starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know which is best because that time I had that tractor accident, I had the seatbelt on, but I had to undo the seatbelt and then jump. Jump, yeah. And but you're right. I mean, if you if you're you if you're strapped in, yeah, you're, you can't find it. You're in for the ride. Yeah. Whatever happens. Hmm. But yeah, it's a you learn some hard lessons sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I bet you got a lot. You should write a book <laughs> of all the of all the things you've learned over time. Because uh, who teaches people these things these days? Uh, mistakes. Yeah, you just everybody has to learn by their own mistakes. Right, right. Stupid things. Um, wow. Well, that's some good stories. I think we can probably continue this all afternoon, but um, we will leave it at this, and uh, we we will have this thing on the air and podcasted so that it can be enjoyed forever or learned, learned from, <laughs> and, and laughed at. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank Boy, you. Boy, I wouldn't have done that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Luther, for for 
let me interview you and we've learned a lot about the concrete business and about how not to do certain things. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you.